Guns and rage. I have heard the most amazing things the last several days, and I can't possibly not get up right now and discuss with you over this lovely cup of tea. The tea is steeping, much like your your rage, I must say. An overhaul? <laughs> we need an overhaul, and that's what you're saying. It is true. But what I'm saying... <laughs> I mean, we need to talk. We need to talk in the salon right now. Oh, the salon. Gertrude. What in the world would they say? What would Gertrude say at times like these? Pablo. I mean, out of my mind with everything. Jesus Christ. The shooting. The massacre. Another one. It's the, it's the goddamn Twilight Zone, and it's the goddamn Fabulous D Show right now. I never saw a place like this in my life. And that's why I always say I'm his first superstar, because who the hell is left? I might not have been the first, but there's nobody from back then who's still, you know, sitting in front of their computer so fervently, because I still am. I'm just looking up a lot of synonyms for fabulous. It's fun she did. Once you start, you can't stop. You know, it's like fear. That's why this program is for anyone with a brain in their hands. But somebody found a potato that looked like Elvis, and then like a week later, somebody found, I don't know, a breadstick that looked like Jesus. What's wrong with people? And most serial killers run around, you know, oh, they thought they were God, they thought they were Jesus, so, you know, they go out and kill 10 or 20 or 50 people. It's lonely being this fucking smart of all that does not contain or pertain to you, yourself, your life, distractions, also known as landmines. Oh, that sounds fun! I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. You mean really, really? Can I, can I really, can I, can I really post consults in the chat? Anyone who wants to scare the shit out of a Catholic, all they have to do is, you know, create some kind of, you know, revelation. Always from the right state of mind. Can I say that on here? Is this really necessary? What people don't understand, what people don't understand, what people don't understand, they fear. As you know, if you know me at all, I live in the underground. I live on on the underground of culture, and, and I don't often pop my head out and grab the latest headlines. But when I do, like I just said, Twilight Zone, and I've been saying this Twilight Zone since the beginning of time, I might as well live on Mars. And, and I really don't think some people understand exactly how true that is, because they think they're they are weird and and that you think that we are weird together but you have to be a special kind of weird to be associating on my level and i really really need this tea because every hour long episode that i just sit here and i talk to you on on this call i feel like i'm calling you on the phone basically you you all out there gentle listeners and i i did not do a show last week because you know I needed a, a moment, and I, I recorded a little something, and, and it got lost, and it's all out there in, in the zeros and ones, and, and I was disappointed in that. But, you know, when you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. And some people can sit and talk for an hour, but I, I well, I can, I can easily sit and talk for an hour, as you well know. But when it comes to just going on, I, I need the tea, because my voice just gets so, so used. You're using me. And there was a school shooting. No. 
20-year-old man going on a rampage shooting is what happened. His mother uh, first in the face and then going to the school. She works. No, but wait, she doesn't work there. As the media corrected after misreporting, but that said man goes to school he was apparently having no connection to. He goes to the school, he shoots up a bunch of people, small children, several of the administration. You've heard all about it, if you're listening to the sound of my voice. Said young man was in some way touched in the head, they say. Uh, is that out of style to say touched in the head? Is is that along the lines of, of what was it, oriental, right? I, I've heard too many mental issues being tossed around that it's hard to say what he was. And, and they're not releasing that. But at first, that was initially the Asperger's, the, 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 some form of retardation, some form of, of mental something or another. You know, he got something, something. And yet again, nobody gets the facts straight. So who, who the hell knows? And I just read another, another story, just in case I had missed anything, which I have not. And, you know, they, they still, now they're releasing less facts than they were initially, which is a whole other show, and I think we've done that show, about the media. And, and everyone's first or second defense is, you know, we wouldn't have this problem with the media. And then we have on Facebook, Morgan Freeman releasing fake statements because Morgan Freeman didn't really say it. But <laughs> it, and it was, it's funny. It's not funny. But it's sad also in a funny way that, you know, people put text with Morgan Freeman's face and think about that. Someone took this very serious issue. Everyone is outraged over this. And they decided to make a statement and quote it as Morgan Freeman, when Morgan Freeman did not apparently say that. Another Facebook ho hoax. And it makes you think about, you know, people... And I, was, I didn't see anyone saying that. I just saw that it's a hoax, but oh, so true. Truer words have never been spoken about this shooting and, and the unfairness of the media. They just rip in and, and give the shooter uh, publicity and celebrity. But I, don't, I didn't yet see anyone saying, you know, who was the sick fuck who created that little meme, quote, with Morgan Freeman's face? And, you know, no. Now, everyone's just saying, well, Morgan Freeman didn't say it, but <laughs> god damn, he should have. I, I just don't understand. You just, you're not looking. You're not looking at it as you should be, or at least as I think you should be. I mean, the whole picture, you're just up in there. And that's what really got me to have to sit here today and do this, because this was not the plan. This was not the schedule whatsoever. And the media also reported that it was the killer's brother that was the killer. Some dude in New Jersey who is a, a tax analyst or something. All day long, apparently, they had pinpointed him as the murderer while he's getting evil, mean Facebook posts and, and people probably unfriending him saying, you sick monster, while the media is, is just happily reporting that he did it. He done it. And, you know, and then they didn't even apologize as far as what we've seen. They just went on, on with their lives. I believe CNN said they never said that. And it just, yet again, are, are you looking? Are you really looking at what's going on here? And the tea is done. So we're going with touched in the head on the Fabulous D Show, because no matter what he was diagnosed with, and no matter how much that may offend you, he was certainly touched in the head when he killed a bunch of six-year-olds in a school that he may or may not have even known. I mean, I'm sure the 20-year-old man was not offended, personally, by the six-year-olds. And, and I will wait, as you know from our many shows about shootings and scandals and massacres and crazy motherfuckers, I, I am waited, waiting with bated breath for that release of why. Just because, and that's what they should, they should not blow it out of proportion at first. And oh my God, you know, they need to just get the facts and then release it. And because I would like to know, that's all I would like to know is what motivation, uh, from what I've read so far, it's just fascinating. You know, it sounds like 
a, a shut-in type person. His mother was a bit nutty. That just, you know, one thing led to another. Uh, in You know, we can imagine a million scenarios of why he would shoot his mother in the face. But why he then was, uh, you know, wanted to go into a classroom and kill kids, I guess, you know, we'll see. We will see, or maybe we won't see. Of course, the police say they have, they, they know a lot about the motive, but who do we know? How do we know what they know? First of all, it was gun control. Again, that was the first thing, main front. I believe this happened on Thursday, maybe Friday. By the time I, I had got home to catch up on everything, of course, everyone was enraged. And gun control, school shooting, and again, again gun control again school shooting again that's where people oh my god you know rip their claws into and this was not technically a school shooting i mean you know what i mean you know what i mean this was a shooting in a school but as far as we know it it was not a columbine it was not personal or was it personal it could very well have been personal it had to have been personal in some way i mean everything that we do affects us personally. So for some reason, this this 20-year-old man was, uh, for reasons beyond our understanding, hopefully, went into uh, a school and, and he felt the need to shoot children and, and remove them from the earth. And, and I think that just, you know, on the outside, as an onlooker, and, and I'm doing what you're doing, aren't I? Uh, and I think that, that he seemed a bit reclusive himself, and I believe he probably thought he was putting people out of their misery, which, you know, is ridiculous. But, I mean, aren't these people ridiculous? It's yet another massacre. Either way, however way you slice it, it's another massacre, it's another shooting, it's another death of children in mass quantity, as far as we know mass quantity in, in America, because, you know, as the other memes have stated, you know, what, have you heard about the mass shooting in Israel? No. You know, we didn't we just do that with the the uh, the Denver shooter, you know, comparing it. We do that every time. We we say, you know, oh my God, we're so upset about these people dying, but what about those people dying? And those people die every day, and and you know, but then you say, well, we're not them, we're not them. But every time it's another massacre. Everyone clasps their hands together like pilgrims, and that's exactly how I see people on Facebook. That I'm like, you're pilgrims. What are you doing? You know, oh dear me, oh my, oh my, this is terrible. Let us pray. Let us pray. And <laughs> two weeks from now, the media shall have dissected it into, that's not us. I mean, that is the statement. That's not us. That person is not us. We are not that sick fuck. And everyone will go back to their regularly scheduled programs until it happens again. Un unless you're planning on doing something differently this time. Are you? And then they'll talk about, you know, again, once it happens again, and again, and again, they'll talk about what they're going to do, because you're all talk. Are you, are you worth anything more than, than your opinion, uh, your, your immediate, you know, Facebook comment? You know, that's what it felt like on Friday night, was everyone was, you know, releasing a statement. That's what, I, that's what I see it all as, you know, and I would loathe to be, uh, you know, if I didn't make a statement tonight about this, and you're not the President of the United States. You don't have to release a statement unless you plan to do something about it. And when I say, let me just define right now what you need to do about it, is you need to do more about write a comment on Facebook and, uh, you know, leave it be. You know, that's not how laws get made. That's not how governments change. That's not how society changes. And I think you, as I was, are a bit mm, exhausted and a bit uh, confused. You don't know how to change anything. How, how do we change anything? That's the question. I, because, I mean, we, we tried that before. We tried to go to the politicians and, and change the politicians and get them to enact laws and get them to listen to us. I mean, you're trying to do that right now with taxes and elections and things in the United States. You're trying to get to change. And I mean, that's all they've been talking about since President Obama has been elected was change. And then they didn't get change. And then they elected him again because, you know, that was the only change we've, we've got. Because there's only a little bit of change out there. But it's over and over and over, and it's yet again the perfect 
season for this because the population can't get over repeating themselves on a yearly basis. Whatever you do expect of them, I mean, what do you expect asking for total, complete change? I mean, haven't I been asking for that on this, this website, on this show, on many shows? Is that not why I exist? Is to promote change and opinion and, and unveil truth and reality and say, hey, are you, listen- are you getting it? Are you getting it? And, and everyone says, yes, we're getting it. So, well, then what do we do? And, and that's the thing. People have formed groups. They have marched. They have signed petitions. They have voted. And it didn't work. So I think you are a little baffled as to what else to do other than write a comment on Facebook and Twitter and other things. And they've been worshipping a storybook character, people out there, speaking of their repetitivity. Repetitivity. They've been worshipping a storybook character for hundreds of years, religiously, literally. And you want them to break habit. I mean, that's what I've been... I've been asking people to drop God for the last two seasons. And, you know, that that doesn't work either. Because they keep praying. They keep having Christmas dinner. They keep breaking the bread of Jesus Christ's body. And it's getting them nowhere. They keep praying that something will happen. And... That's because they were raised to think that that God does, and that's their that's their saving grace is let's hold hands and pray and and make it better because praying makes it better because and who can blame them? who can bloody well blame the religious people out there who think that prayer works and think that prayer is the only option because what else option do they have? There isn't one. Because how else are they changing? They think prayer changes because it, literally it's, it's as likely as a miracle occurring that prayer will change anything or that anything will change. It's a miracle. So you might as well be praying about the miracle. And on that post, I posted. On that post, I posted. On Facebook, I posted. And banter break, broke out. I just did a perfectly vague, vague statement. Much like this, you know. We're not going to do anything about it. Your comments are not going to do anything about it. We need to break the cycle. And people are very upset. Obviously. And that's what my post was about in the first place. You are upset. But, you know, what are you doing? You know, I think, you know, we forgot what we have power outside of our voice, outside of our comment. And for once, I mean that in, in that, you know, it's not revolutionary, it's not anarchy. It's, it's the way people act, it's the way people present themselves. And I think the only change, the only, only hope we have of change is, is changing our spheres completely. And sticking with it, because that's the, that's the problem with the majority here, is that they'll go to Facebook. I mean, and that's the problem, is they're not listening right now. You're listening right now, and you may be disagreeing with me because you are a powerful changer. And that's fine. Of course, because you have a brain in your head, and you know to tune into the Fabulous G Show, and you know that what you're going to hear here, whether it be, hear, hear, whether it be what you agree with or not, it will be a version of something that you possibly can understand. And the majority who's not listening, you know, they post something on Facebook, they go give themselves a nice, you know, Crimea River type deal, and they go on with their lives. They, they release a statement to Facebook and go on with their lives. And, and that's, that's, they don't enact the change. You may actually, it may shock you enough to change your kids, to, to treat them differently, to love them more, to love other people more, uh, you know, to, to own guns responsibly. You may already own guns responsibly. And, and that's why it's so hard when it comes to these points on the show, because I'm rarely talking to you because you're already on board it's the people who need to listen to this, the people you need to send the link to, and post it on Facebook, and, and post it everywhere. 
You need that to happen. You need to spread the word to change their minds, to enact their soul and their spirit into this. That's what you should be doing. But the way people act from the media on down indicates that the shooter has the power here. They gave the shooter the power. The shooter always has the power. The killer has the power because you gave it to him. You immortalized Columbine. You, the media. You, the people, the majority. You immortalized it just by talking about it and going on with your lives. That's Because that's all you did. And that's why we're still talking about it. 10, 11, 12 years later, talking about it every time this happens. Even though this kid, this man, was not a schoolgoer, a, a school person shooting up his fellow schoolmates, you still went right back to Columbine, and it hasn't changed, and blah, blah, blah. Why? Why would you go back to that and give it power if after 12 years it didn't work? Talking about it didn't work because you dropped it. You dropped the conversation because we talked it to death. We talked it to death at the time. We talk it to death every time it happens. And therefore, what's left? You're exhausted. How many Oprah Winfrey shows can there be on it? And if nothing changes that, if that doesn't, you know, that's the unfortunate statement here is if all of this doesn't promote the change, then what? And we say it every time, and they're saying it now. And for once, you know, it, it just, it's, it's different this time for some reason, because it, it's on so many levels. And that's why I had to talk about the levels, guns, schools, religion, and a complete nut you know, the power thing, the the nut that shot up the movie theater during the Batman movie. We've coined him the Joker. We gave him the name. We gave him the power. And it's it's the exact same level as everyone wringing their hands over the elections. Taxes, laws, government. What have we always said? It's we the people. It's the people form the government, not the other way around. But that's hard to believe, looking at how people act. You are being led. You allow yourself to be led. And that's fine. But that, that means you don't complain. And you don't try to change. And you don't be a perpetual changing force. And that's it. You know, you've tried to change externally. You've tried to help them with their laws and help them with their government. So be the change you want to see in the world. And you... You become the loving force. You become, and you change your sphere, your world, and therefore others will be changed because they will be in your sphere and they will be inspired by you to do that. And it's on that level of you know changing whatever you want on a daily basis because you, the people, want the change. And it's the politicians that have to change the laws. You have to be that wave in the universe. And when it comes to gun control, mental health, religion, you know, we don't know what we want. Because it's like everyone that I'm looking at, they're just like grasping at straws. You know, get rid of all guns. Get rid of some guns. Get rid of these guns. You know, better mental health. Put religion back. Love God. Love each other. They just don't know what they want. Because, you know, the wound, <laughs> if, if this world, especially, uh, you know, our modern day cultures was a wound, it would be gaping and it would be gushing blood and there would be no fix. There is no amount of pressure that, that you can put on this kind of wound. You know, you got to get this thing to the hospital. You got to get major surgery here. You've, you've got to, you know, solder some shit up in there to fix it because it's gushing. And and that's why the gun control rants and, and gripes and suggestions are are what they are, because you, you, you're losing track, you're losing focus, you're, you're picking on one thing when you need to be picking on everything, because it's everything, let me tell you, it is everything. And I posted the statement, and a very good, very longtime friend of mine posted what appeared to be a rant to arm the teachers, and <laughs> enraged several folks. And she later had to clarify she was being sarcastic. However, 
And you have to promise me, promise me, you won't change the channel until you hear me out. As a gun owner, I, as a gun owner, I can't say I'm very far from agreeing with that statement, arm the teachers. People were aghast in horror, and I'm sure you may be aghast in horror. Who would ever want, who would ever let someone carry a gun around? Children. And th- these are the things that people were saying. Listen, and this, this is the disclaimer here. Guns are not toys. And we live in a very severe world. I live in a very severe world. I don't know what world you live in. I, I do not feel my guns are fun. I don't, I don't even think they're practically sexy. I mean, yes, that's, and that's the point. I mean, season five of The Fabulous D Show, guns, graffiti, and gender. Why did I include guns? Look back in the shows. Hear the shows about that. You know, it's, it is not a sexy toy. It's, it's about the severity of the world. And, and I say, at the end of every show, do you have your guns, graffiti, and gender? Do you think I'm kidding? I mean, I, I wasn't, I'm not joking. And, and in fact, I don't like guns. I mean, I don't. I, I treat them as if they are always loaded, even when they aren't. I'm terrified that one day, me or someone near to me will have to use one, especially when I'm around. I, I don't like that idea. But I'd rather have a gun than not have a gun. Because I live on Mars, apparently. Uh, in, in, in comparison... That's what I'm poke my head up and <laughs> I see what's going on out there and I'm thinking, well, don't don't you know why I have a gun? Don't you know why they had a gun? I, I live on Mars because the backlash is we need to ban guns completely, which hey, I, that's what I want you to hear. I totally agree with you. You gun-banning people, that you want to banish this, this world, this planet, this country of guns. If we could ever, ever, ever ban guns. Because last time I checked, banning guns in this country would be as effective as, as putting that band-aid on that, that gaping wound, that gushing, bloody wound that we are so we ban guns. It's now illegal for a private citizen to own such a deadly weapon. So the law-abiding population is now unarmed. And there is a giant surplus of black market guns traveling around, from crazy person to common criminal. You know, that's the thing. How many guns are owned in the country? How are you going to uh, illegalize the guns? And get people, especially those of them who love their guns, and feel that they have, uh, they are protecting their lives with them, to hand them over. And <laughs> among that, it's going to be a very painful transition in the unarming of America. Very painful. Because there will be a lot of shooting involved when you ask people to no longer carry their guns, or have their guns. And I'll say right now that I do believe we should arm the teachers and arm the gun-free zones with reasonable people, reasonable people, carrying concealed firearms. The problem is you just can't tell who is responsible anymore, can you? And I think that is the problem you, my gentle listeners, have. Because you don't trust the teachers. And I don't trust the teachers either. You know, that, and that's what you said. You know, why would a teacher be walking around with a gun? Now, I think that someone in that school, and I come from a place where schools uh, ultimately ended up with police officers walking the halls with guns. <laughs> and we needed that because we needed protection. And that's perhaps where my mindset comes from. It's very likely. I mean, if you grow up in an area where, and, and this was not me, but if you grow up in the ghetto where people are shooting constantly and you see guns on a daily basis, illegal guns, illegal activity, illegal killings with guns, 
you are more inclined to have the mentality that we live in a in a police state, in a severe world, in a cruel world, in one where you need to protect yourself, and that if you're walking around without one, you're an idiot. I mean, that's the kind of mentality. If you grow up with it, then you understand that. If you didn't grow up with it, and you... I'm not sure, because I grew up with it. It wasn't the ghetto. It wasn't a dangerous place to be. But yet the schools were a dangerous place to be. And and we were in that Columbine era where we we installed the security cameras and the security doors and the bulletproof glass in all of the classrooms. And, and we locked down everything. And we had the drills of, of what if someone came in and started murdering us. And we had the policemen in the hall because kids were just out of control. That's where I come from. So when I see this kind of, you know shit going on? Of course. I mean, if you had a cop in the hall, great, but then they can't afford the cop in a hall. So they can't afford the cop in the hall. We'll talk about that later as far as affording the beneficial clientele for your institutions. But since they can't, why wouldn't you want Mrs. Jones, that friendly, responsible librarian with a sharp eye and a great shot, to be protecting your children. Would you rather have a teacher on the front lines shooting these assholes, these crazy psychos that come in and decide to kill your children? Then ra- that's the thing. This is a gun-free zone. Great. 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 Just advertise it to the criminals. Just advertise it to people with guns. With guns. They have guns. What, and that's the thing, that you don't know what to do about that. If I was teaching your children, me, the artist D, and, and you knew that I had a level head and not an itchy trigger finger, but how do you know that, right? And you would probably feel better knowing I had a concealed weapon on my person. But what if I was a hot-headed teacher? What if I was one of those cool, collected types that, that one made, the, 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 you know, the one that makes the mistake and pulls my pistol when I shouldn't have, when I get so frustrated with my, my seventh grade class that, that they, you know, I'm threatening them, you know, randomly. It's a valid concern. This is why I'm torn. I'm torn just like you are. Most people who I have met, though, that carry guns with concealed permits, treat them with respect. It's people who have bought guns as toys, as sexy things, as... The bigger problem here. If there was a pie chart on this, I'd put money down that Mr. Smith, with a concealed carry permit, would cause less problems, less commotion with his firearm than your average moron who plays some war game and purchases some so-called sexy gun at Walmart, goes home, shoots a few bottles out back, puts it in the closet, never touches it again, pays no attention to it, and it's just around, and it's in the closet, or those that arm themselves to the teeth because they think Armageddon's coming and they need to protect themselves against zombies. These are the people you should be worried about. These are the people, you know. That's the thing with, with concealed-to-carry, permitted, gun-carrying, rational-minded people. They know that there is a killing device in, on their person and that if they use it, all hell will rain down. I mean, they know it. They know that because they've took the class. And, and it's a good class. And, and they know that when they fire that gun, where they fire that gun, who they fire that gun at, they're responsible. And, and no matter how much in the right they are, they're often fucking up their lives by doing so. And the disarming point, you know, we'll talk about when we come back. Hi, it's me, Frank Cotolo, and at this very moment, I'm listening to The Artist D. I'm dropping the F-bomb right now. Fabulous. There. Want to hear it again? Fabulous. There. Want to hear it again? Fabulous. There. Want to hear Okay, I was skipping. Fabulous D. Fabulousness. I know you're going to take this. Trans-testing me up, baby. 
Want more commentary and Easter eggs throughout the week? Fuck the Easter Bunny. Sign up for the Diva Newsletter at theartistd.com. Where'd your lane go? It's six feet to the left. Art, music, literature, and the truth. It's For Culture Magazine. Calling all artists. Find out more at forculture.com. That's F-O-U-R culture.com. It's Funtastic on Transtastic.com. She's fabulous. She's funny. She's the artist D. Hi, I'm Samantha Renee from Sunrise and Sammy. Heard every weekday morning from 8 a.m. until 12 noon Eastern Time. And you're listening to... The Fabulous D Show on Rainbow Mix Radio, where all the good songs have gone. Our artist D is fabulous. Welcome back to the Fabulous D Show, broadcasting from Earth at theartistd.com. Disarming people, that point of view, it seems to be coming from people who think that we can all hold hands and get along. The world I'm poking my head up from, the underground that I live on, in, looking at your headlines... I'm looking at them. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at your comments. It's a world where it's much safer to walk around with weapons than without. I mean, that's what I'm seeing. That is the view of your world. But it doesn't look like that's the view of your world from your view. And I don't think we can get along. I think it's too late. You do not think it's too late. You think that we can all just give our guns up and and give our weapons up and hold hands and be loving to each other. You think there's a chance. I respect that. I really do. And at the same time, I can talk about promoting and spreading love on my show on a weekly basis. I believe in that too. Because I said it at the top of the hour. You have the opportunity to change the world by loving it. But in my loving world, there should be a pistol on my hip Because while I love you, and you love me, and our children get along, and we can all play together, there is some idiot out there right now who either disagrees with me, is too paranoid to understand me, or is just a crazy psycho. Or is just an idiot with with a weapon, of any means, wanting to make a mess of it all, or even accidentally making a mess of it all. He's out there. She's out there. They're out there. And, you know, we can all be together loving happily, but when it comes down to it, I mean, it's irresponsible to say that a part of something is bad, so therefore we must ban the entire thing when we live in the world that we do. What do we say about good and evil? You know, there is no black and white. There is no white and black to the forces of the universe. It's all mixed up. That's why you want policemen to carry guns, but not common people. I mean, no one's saying disarm the police. They're saying we need the police. But when someone is busting down your door, you don't particularly have ten minutes to wait for the guy with the gun to show up. Okay? And, and to protect you from the guy with the gun who busted in your space. You know, that's, that's the world that you're going to live in, is that you are unarmed, we are all unarmed, and the criminals, and I've, I've heard this argument to nauseam, that the criminals don't follow rules. They don't follow laws. And as cliche as that's starting to sound, I mean, it's almost like, ugh, I feel, I feel nauseous even bringing that up because it's like you don't even believe it, but it's true. I'm sorry. It's true. Criminals don't follow laws. We live in a, a, a state, a country, a, a region that is overrun with guns. And you're going to make a law disarming the public first. Meanwhile, that does not affect the criminals. That does not affect the people who own the guns already. That doesn't affect the guns that are already out there. I mean, if you stopped selling guns today, you'd still have guns. It's, it's not, that's not the band-aid that I think we're looking for here. I just don't think it is. And the misinformation out there 
is as scary as the gun that you're afraid of. And, you know, I get that because I was raised in a non-gun owning home. And, you know, I told you what I just told you about guns in schools and police officers and, and you know, protecting ourselves. And, and I was raised in a place where my father loathed having guns. He, he made it very clear that he had never shot one and I would never shoot one. And no guns on the premises. And I was taught to fear them. I was taught much like everyone else that guns kill people. As in somehow magically kill people, that is. You know, just because it exists in the room, it will lead to your death or someone's death. And it will not. It will not kill you unless someone pulls the trigger. And there's another nauseous cliche. Upon our first gun purchase in my household, mine, I found myself to be very afraid of it. I was nervous. Every time we looked at it, we, we, you know, did our thing with it, I was afraid of it. But at the same time, I will not be afraid of it. I will not be held hostage by something in my own home, especially a piece of metal, especially something so deadly. So the first opportunity I had, we went to the gun range, I used it, I learned how to load it, I learned how to work with it, I shot it with the, with the earmuffs off, you know, everybody puts those, those little ear things on. No, I wanted to know what this thing sounded like. I want to know what it, how much damage it does when you, when you fire it, you know, and that's the thing, people... People need to, to realize the, the reality of what they have. And the people that you're talking about, the people you don't want owning guns, are those who aren't listening anyway. They're not the ones who, who are taking this seriously. They're not at all. Not at all. They, they go to the, and if they go to the range at all, they put the headphones on, they, they shoot their guns, they have their fun, and they think, this is great. I don't even, you know, did they conceptualize what they're doing. That's why the first time, you know, or, or second time at least, that I fired it, took the headphones off. I'm like, I want to experience what this sounds like because how shocking would it be to fire a gun in self-defense and hear it for the first time without ear protection? What a stupid thing to do. It's, it's not going to scare me. And it's not going to sit in my house scaring me. Because if there is to be gun control, I need to know how to control it. I need to know how to... Con that's, that is the definition of gun control. That should be the definition of gun control. If you're going to own a gun, you need to know how to control it. And you need to know the responsibility of it. And you can't be flying off the handle. The argument to all of that, the, the countries, to be there, you know, there's, to get rid of it? I mean, I have to disagree, because... You know, we do live in one of the top countries, not the top countries. And the memes, speaking of, as, just like the Morgan Freeman meme, you know, you can't believe, especially now, what you see. Just because somebody put text on a photo does not make it God's word. Although, you haven't disbelieved that one either. I mean, the memes that I saw about the deaths uh, by guns. Doesn't anybody take a look at this stuff and think? Question it. I mean, when you see, the, the, it's, the, it's the red and white and blue, the meme with the gun floating around Facebook, Twitter, Share posted it, and that there's been some 10,000 deaths by gun in the USA and only, I don't know, what, whatever, eight in Britain, 20, whatever. Who the hell cares? I mean, doesn't that cause you to pause, not pause and say, oh my God, look at, well, look at this mess. Yes, ban guns, 10,000 deaths compared to 20. No, no, doesn't it cause you to pause and think, why? Why? I mean, the first thought that came to mind was someone made up a massive amount of bullshit. 10,000 compared to like 20? Are you kidding me? And then I went and looked it up. Not so far off. The sources, many sources say the same kind of information. But I still asked, even upon seeing those sources, why? Why 10,000 versus some minimal, small 
number in other countries. What's the difference? And I did see some people asking, what's the difference? And and the only answer that people gave is, oh, those Americans, they're gun crazy, toting nuts and the laws. And But have you ever seen the size of Britain? I mean, there are 60 million people in Britain. There are 350 million in the United States. That could have something to do with a fluctuation in numbers. As well as, who are they? Who are we? We are cowboys. We are the cowboys founded on a country of gunfire and brimstone. I mean, that's... When you think of, of what our roots are, it's gunpowder, for Christ's sake. It's... And, and what are those deaths? Did they count suicide deaths? Did they count people killing themselves with guns? How many of those firearms were unregistered? Illegally obtained? Someone else's that, that was stolen and used for nefarious purposes, which is far more. These are the things that weigh on my mind. How many people purchase the gun, learn to use it, get the permit, the concealed to carry permit, which makes you take a class? Who does that and ends up going off half-cocked on a schoolroom? Those guys thus far in the media... We do not know. None of those people, none of those kids in the schools, as far as Columbine and this week's shooting. I cannot speak for the others. I'm sure, just like the Joker dude, he owned some guns. He bought some guns. Yeah. But how many deaths, how many of those 10,000 deaths by gun were caused by people who owned the gun and, and did what they needed to do with it. The permit, the class, the knowledge, the rationale. Where was that? I mean, that's not that guy who stole his mother's arsenal and went nuts. And that's on her. People can't control their kids as it is. They can't even keep them off Facebook, for God's sake. You want to keep them from figuring out how to stockpile weapons? Good luck. Good luck. The guy was 20. It was his mother's gun. She did not secure it appropriately. And if we are to believe the media, gossip, she was fucking nuts too. They just can't peg it. They cannot peg this one. And I think that's why people appear even more hand-wringy than usual. Because it wasn't your traditional school shooting. If there is one, you know, but it wasn't. It was different. It was different. That's what people are so confused about. It was different. So they picked on atheists versus God in school. If God was in school, we wouldn't have this problem. Because God, he's done so well so far. Everywhere else, you know, where, where God is. Are you kidding me? The Holy Land? Hello? Again, I pop my head out from the underground. I see the people, they're saying the kid must have been an atheist. An atheist. Because Christians would never do this to their fellow men. Because because, once again, God holds them back from killing people. Because if God wasn't there, they'd kill people. That's what they're saying. Please. Christians would be the first to do this to their fellow men. And in some cases, they have been. No. We wouldn't do this if we loved each other. If we weren't raised and broken. And I have a problem with people saying we're not broken. Because we are broken. We're very broken. Each of us has cracks in the pavement. And some of us are out of our minds. This is where I am most pessimistic. And yes, we can teach our children better. We can be better. We can tell our friends to be better. But there will never be full coverage anywhere, ever. Because has there ever been? Do we remember how fucked up people were in the 1800s? And why they were fucked up? And then the different kind of fucked up that we were in the early 1900s compared to the fucked up in the late 1900s. This is just a new version of fucked up. This is just more pavement cracks. And little six-year-old Johnny, who witnessed his best friend being shot with a rifle in school last week, is going to grow up a little bit broken. Thanks to some adult who went off nuts. Whether he ends up, little Johnny, ends up completely broken and ruining more lives to continue the pattern of brokenness, that's up to him. That's up to how the rest of his life goes. You know, that's up to if, if they put him in, in 
therapy now and focus on this for the rest of his life, you know. What happened to you when you were a child? Mm. But we've, you know, we're not just entered this cycle. It hasn't just happened. Adults have been destroying children's lives since humans came into play. Some of us grow from it, and we become fabulous. Others spend the rest of our lives dwelling on the childhood that made us baroque. And the headlines in the UK. Goth weirdo. Revenge. What is that? I mean, the media makes a villain. The people go off to pray. That's it. That's all that happens. Villain, pray. Villain, pray. Hello, pray? In a different way? How about that? P-R-E-Y? And that's that. With a few letters to Congress, a couple watered-down laws placed in the pipeline to possibly be misinterpreted by the, the powers that be. This is the world we live in. And I can't believe that you people are still praying it away. And being the prey. And thinking it away, too. My thoughts and prayers are with you. Oh, my goodness. You want to do something? And do something. But you don't know what else to do, like we just discussed. You just don't know what else to do. Just be who you want to be. You will be the change. And if you want to talk about high rates of gun violence, I mean, check out the facts first. Check out the list. We are not on the top. We are several rungs on that ladder down. I mean, have you heard of Colombia? Do you know anything about that country? Do you know the rest of these countries? Ever heard of a place called Mexico? And who just so happens to be our neighbors? Us in the United States, that is. Yes, we are very close to some very high-ranking, gun-happy continents. (laughs) Countries. Areas. If the meme told the truth, it would have said that the Western Hemisphere is a very deadly place to be. Fix the Western Hemisphere. Save the Western Hemisphere. Disarm half the world. You know, we're doing it better on the East. Just say it. Tell the truth. And that's all I ever ask. Be completely straight up is the fucking point. Paint the picture as it should be painted. Don't do all narrow on me. Don't be uh, act like the big bad U.S. is out to control, uh, is out of control, because they're, they're, they're the big bad United States, and people need to make a point. No. No, tell it like it is. We're not even the top ten, depending on which statistic you're looking at, regarding what kind of gun fatalities. You don't just flip a switch, legal to illegal. It didn't work with anything else, did it? And at the end of the day... War on drugs? Anyone? At the end of the day, it's the psychos. And the population has a lot to do with it. The more we go on with this human race and this filling of the planet Earth, we have more people and shit happens. Well, guess what happens when you have more people? More shit happens with less ways to deal with it. What systems do we have in place that are still working well to help anybody The school system is in shambles. We aren't helping our kids use the brains in their heads. The poverty assistance systems are null and so ass-backwards, they're not doing the trick. Our prisons, courts, overrun with clusterfuck. Overrun. They don't have time to stop and audit themselves. They wouldn't want to. They don't want to unearth the level of crime in the criminal justice system. And most importantly... And most importantly, out of all the systems and out of all that I've discussed here, the sliver that remains of the mental health system that we had in place, poof, gone. It's gone. It was my childhood where they defunded and closed down the good asylums and the mental health facilities. I remember distinctly hearing about this in the United States as a kid, how many facilities were closing down and and defunding and people losing their jobs and and they were removing these people and putting them in less healthy environments because they couldn't afford it. They were done with mental health in America in my childhood. They were done. What? And I was thinking, even then as a kid, what the fuck? What, 
What? Why? Who in their right mind would stop helping mentally ill people when we have so many of them? We were all, I was very much aware, we were all in need of a little mental health help. And, and they were tossing people out of these places left and right. And it's not that they knew what they were doing. They, they didn't have a clue, apparently. Or they did have a clue. And, I mean, they set that firecracker off. Much like our schools, I don't think we can say, you know, that they were ever well-oiled machines. You know, the mental health situation, I don't think they knew what they were doing. I don't think they were helping the mentally unhealthy. But just like schools, at least they were there. At least several groups of kids had the chance to, to learn and be good and, and smart and, and creative and things, you know, from, from teaching like that. Much like, you know, thankfully, some of the mentally ill were assisted because the facilities were there. But we took that away. We took away the facilities. We tightened up the schools. I mean, who in the hell remembers when classrooms consisted of 12 people instead of 24? And, and now 50. I mean, they don't have a chance now. The kids don't have a chance to learn. The mentally ill don't have a chance to get better. We, the, the poor don't have a chance to get minimum wage or more than a, a can of beans and some rice. I mean, we've sucked out the chances in this country, and we don't want to staff it. You know, that cop in the hallway in the schools, they don't want to pay for that guy. I mean, we, we claim we can't pay for it. We can't do. We can't run the facilities anymore. No, it's not the guns. And I want to shake you for even thinking that. I mean, fix the crazy. Fix that. They'd be less interested in picking up a gun to execute weird, twisted, psycho massacre plans. We are getting worse in a lot of ways. And, but yet, it, it, it's all the same. It's, it's a different day, same shit, different day. We were always nuts, but we just did it differently back in the day. I mean, was the, it's the price of bread. Was the price of bread any different 100 years ago? Not really. Inflation. And are we spinning out of control and headed towards total obliteration? Absolutely. Weren't we always? <laughs> Hell yes. We're just continuing on the path. We have the same dark road ahead of us that we've always had ahead of us. The world is always ending. We're always two steps away from doomsday. You know, the clock is always near midnight. We're just sealing our fate. And that's not to say, as I said, that we're hopeless. But don't be surprised. The path that we're on. Just figure out how to change the path. I mean, figure out how to shoot that asteroid out, out of the sky. I mean, that's about as likely as shooting an asteroid out of the sky, but we have a chance there. And I don't have the answers. And I'm not giving up on a happy, peaceful, loving world. No, not at all. Because that's what I do. That's what this show is. But I don't think that my ownership of a gun is going to swing it one way or the other. Thank you. Okay? I mean, an overhaul? Absolutely. We need an overhaul. That's what you're saying. It is the truth. But what I'm saying is it's more than just guns. It's more than just religion. It's more than just mental health. It's all of it and more. It's everything. And it's why I'm a hermit and only want to become more of one. Because we don't have time. There's no time to change the world like we want to change it. Because these things take hundreds of years. So let's start the change now. Let's be loving now. But I'm not going to dedicate the rest of my existence marching on Washington for change because life is short and I just want my garden and my home and my lifestyle away from people. And I will protect that viciously with rage and calm, calmness. And it's because... I do have a brain in my head, and I look around to see you have been given all the tools we need. We have been given all the books and all the movies and all the documentaries that we need to pick ourselves up. We have all the poets and the artists and everything we've ever needed. We have it. We have it all. You just have to use it. It's why I don't want to write another book like that, 
because you haven't been reading the ones that were written 20 years ago, 30 years ago, hundreds of years ago. People have been thinking this way for hundreds of years about something similar. We have the tools necessary. We just have to pay attention to them. That's why I live on the underground. That's why my reality is this reality. You've got it already. That's why I'm less interested in it. I've, I've done my part. I have my contribution. Now let me buy my island, live free, for God's sake, because this is the contribution of the artist D to the planet Earth. You see it. You hear it. Every day. That's all I've got, kids. <laughs>